You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports, talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hey, you know what to do. You're grown. You know what's right. 19, 16, I I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 77 of the College Loop Podcast, and one might say the Brie Ellis episode. The Brie Bombs episode. The great Bambrino, even. There you go. For sure. Certainly. (laughs) Make sure you rest in peace. She's not dead, but she is now in Archieville, which we'll talk about later on in the show. But to continue... Well, actually, before that, I'm gonna y'all y'all weren't here last episode, so let me reintroduce y'all selves. Uh, Harrison Tar and Daniel Locker both here. Daniel, how you doing, buddy? You know, um, I'm getting along. It's always always good to keep one foot in front of the other, my friend. We're we're excited to have you here. It's always good to see you. Look forward to talking ball. Dylan, I'm so pumped to be back, dude. I I I hate when I miss shows. I really do. And for our loyal listeners, I hope you guys know that it is not because I'm avoiding you guys. I'm not you know throwing out the opportunity to. Hop, hop behind the mic. I love talking to Auburn ball. I do have a full-time job. I work in minor league sports. It is crazy. It's insane. And it's fun. I'm, I mean that sincerely. Uh, but uh, I, there's some things pulling me in different directions. Ultimately, that one pays the bills. <laughs> so I've got, I've got to dedicate my time there. But we're having a ton of fun moving and shaking over at the Making Bacon. Did not mean to rhyme there. It just kind of happened. <laughs> um, but let's, let's get into it. I'm ready to talk Auburn ball. I think we're talking the trenches today, Dylan, right? Uh, we are actually talking the week two preview of oh, this yeah. game by game prediction and just going with that tar you were not here for the umass preview so just knowing what you know uh what's your score prediction because we didn't get yours uh just who's gonna win by how much and uh, it's an easy answer <laughs> well uh this is a tough one i really gotta think about it given the state of the umass football program and what we think the auburn football program could be auburn football victory that being said Quite possibly could be in an underwhelming fashion. I doubt it. Your uh, game one under Q Freeze, I would think it's going to be all gas, no breaks. I like 57 10. Uh, that actually doesn't feel out of this world impossible to me. I like it. Daniel, so, uh, what'd you say? Oh, we, we all said, I think Daniel, I mean, you both are like 40 something, right? Yeah, I'm thinking like 45 10. Yeah, I think I said like, I think I said 48 3 or something like that. 48 6. I'm thinking that Hugh Freeze and company are going to want, want to score every single time they touch the football with the except with no exceptions, because I, I think that that first game as a head coach is a statement game, even though no reason to overreact, but you want to score a shitload of points. And and I think Auburn, quite frankly, has, has in way better of a spot this year to, than they were last year to do that. Yeah. And I, I like what Colin said on the last, on, when we did the last preview was Auburn's going to have 300 yard rushers in, against UMass. But okay, yeah, I think he said that I think Dark West Hunter, Brian Batie, and Robbie Ashford possibly. That's I that that feels right, actually. Yeah. And, and now I don't think Robbie Ashford will start, but that's another conversation for another time. But I still think lots of Robbie Ashford snaps in the UMass game, yeah. And so, again, that is a unanimous one and no going into week two's game. And again, we are on track for a 15 and no season, just saying. For <laughs> if, if all things continue, right, exactly. So week two is the first all-time matchup between the Auburn Tigers and the Cal Golden Bears as they travel to Berkeley 
to take on the, as it stands right now, the favored Cal Golden Bears in a game that is going to be, make sure you pack your coffee because it is going to be at 9.30 p.m. going into Sunday morning uh, for Pac-12 After Dark, which I can't think of the last time I remember an Auburn game being uh, – when was the last time Auburn played a Pac-12 team like that late? I In football? That, yeah, like that late. I say I can actually think not that far back in basketball. Uh, is it, or, uh, uh, basketball, yeah. US, Just a year USC. ago. <laughs> I can't remember the last time that Auburn had that late of a kick. The, the latest kick that I can recollect was at 9 o'clock Eastern – 8 p.m. Uh, Central kick against LSU in 2021. Yeah, that's me too. That's the furthest back my brain goes. Way more reasonable than 9:30, right? <laughs> I mean, it's West Coast. I mean, it is what it is. And 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 quite frankly, I will be wide awake, ready to watch that. So, <laughs> and we'll be wide awake to also review that game. Is it <laughs> right bad? On. Okay, so I have a wedding that day. Is it bad if I'm watching that game at a wedding? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I think it was 2018, 2019. I was watching Auburn, Arkansas at my brother's wedding. At your brother's wedding? At my brother's wedding. I was okay, watching Auburn. Okay. I hope Abby's not watching this show, so I feel le- but I feel less bad about watching it at her cousin's wedding. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I, I told him, don't schedule it at an Auburn game. I will be mentally not there. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, I had said I had to be physically there. So I just had my phone, just like this, if you're watching, right there. <laughs> Watching Jarrett Stidham lead a complete blowout over, I think it was Arkansas. It was either Arkansas or Missouri. Those are interchangeable in those in those in that year, especially. But yeah, just to go over, yeah, just 9:30 p.m. CST. It's going to be a late one. It's going to an early one, depending on your thoughts on the a.m. p.m. De- debate. All uh, Cal is going into their seventh year in the Justin Wilcox era. A good defensive coach. He is currently 30 and 36 in his six years at Cal last season hosted a hoisted hoisted there we go hoisted a four and eight record two and seven in the Pac-12 beating two other now Pac-12 bottom feeders in Arizona and the Stanford Cardinal last season finished 89th in total offense and I'll go into the rest of that in a later in a little bit 111th in total defense they do have a new OC there's some numbers that you left out that makes Cal sound way better than they are. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm just going to go and dive into look at their 2022 slate. I get new team, new year, whatever. First off, it's a coaching hot seat year, un, unequivocally and undeniably. Let's look at their impressive resume of four wins real quick. While we keep in mind that ESPN still has Cal favored to win this game over Auburn. Uh, a very, very close win over the powerhouse that is UNLV, uh, 20 to 14, and that that's in Cal. Uh, a, a victory over Arizona at home. Arizona, an atrocious football program as it stands right now. Uh, a loss, a 28-9 ugly loss at Washington State. Just want to throw that out there. Loss to Colorado, by the pre, way. Pre-prime time. <laughs> pre-prime. Loss to Colorado in the – state last year of the Colorado football program and then continues to uh, win games over big opponents like Stanford 27 to 20 like the, the bottom feeder that Stanford is now and uh, most competitive game in my opinion that I've watched from Cal and I've actually watched a good bit I love Pac-12 after dark they, they played USC close granted and played UCLA close but I mean those are your kind of in-state budding rivalries right and Notre Dame was a close close game still couldn't close that one I'm underwhelmed as hell by the Cal Golden Bears. And I really, for the life of me, Daniel, cannot figure out why Auburn is not a favorite to win this game. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really have an answer. It's it is absurd though, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, just kind of anytime SEC, there are like two or three Pac-12 teams that if I or okay, let me restart that. Give me an SEC team. Give me a Pac-12 team. There are like two or three that I would not be surprised if the Pac-12 team was favored. Anyone else, I don't care who the SEC team is, no way. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. If the SEC team's not named Vanderbilt, uh, I actually even think Missouri could could hold their own. Uh, and I'd actually, at this current state of Vanderbilt under Clark Lee, I think could hold their own with most of the Pac-12. Uh, if, they, if you be, look, they did beat Florida. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Let, let's, let's look around the league here for a second. People get on to me all the time. I say this. I feel like a broken record about being an SEC homer. If that's what you want to call me, great. Um, it is the premier league in college football. There's a reason everybody wants to be part of the SEC. And there's also a reason that teams don't like scheduling SEC teams on neutral sites. They want a home and home because you don't have a chance unless you're at home and, and large. I mean, you look at you know, Penn State came in and beat, beat uh, Auburn at home last year. That's a Big Ten team, probably what most consider the second best conference in college intercollegiate athletics. Pac-12 is like an afterthought now, especially with the departure of of UCLA and, and USC. Granted, UCLA not the contributor in football that USC is, but in large, I mean, holistically, the Pac-12 is kind of a joke. It, it really is. It's a cupcake conference. It is a glorified group of five. Yeah. As someone who grew up a fan of the Big, of Big Ten team, I can definitely kind of attest to that, that you see the – SEC is superior to you, but everyone else, low. It's, it's, it's not a close gap. No, and that, that, this is it goes beyond conference superiority, uh, fellas. Cal's just a bad football program. I mean, right. they, and they've been a bad football program for years. This isn't this isn't new. Uh, the fact that they've not had a change in leadership over the past three seasons is almost mind boggling. I, I really don't understand. I, maybe complacency with being where you're at is where you're at. And Cal being an academically prestigious institution, obviously a tough place to recruit to. High academic standards. There's no one denying that. But I don't really even understand where people think that this game is a loss for Auburn. I don't really understand where people think it's particularly close. I, 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 don't, I don't foresee – that Cal offense being able to move the ball on, on this Auburn defense, and I know it's a new look Auburn offense. Peyton Thorne's going to be presumptively running running the running the quarterback position, and, and things are going to look a lot different there. I don't see how any Pac-12 defense can compete in, in large, with the exception of I think a lot of us think Oregon and and USC should improve this year. Year one under Lincoln Riley, say what you will about them not having a defense. I thought that was an impressive job in year one under under Lincoln Riley, just to be completely candid. But outside of those couple of, of programs, I don't, I don't know why Cal is even on the map here. I actually will go a step further, and, and, and I know there's a the home field advantage aspect. What home field advantage? I bet you dollars to donuts that Auburn travels well. Look what, look what happened at Happy Valley just a couple years ago. I mean, there was a tangible, a visible orange stripe around the top of the stadium because those suckers put, a, put all the Auburn fans up on the top. But uh, I, I don't disagree with that policy. I'd like for that to be implemented during here, actually. But <laughs> that to be said, I Auburn's going to travel well. They're one of the programs that do. There is not a home home field advantage. There is no reason for us to look and say, yeah, Auburn's going to go in and lose this game. Could you lose any game? Sure, Auburn could lose to UMass week one. 
they won't. I, I feel quite confident in, 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 the, in the fact that Auburn won't because I think the point about, oh, you have to play on the road, you have to play on the West Coast, I think that's moot. That's just where I'm at. Yeah, and they're going into they, – they are actually a really good – I don't think good. Because looking at their defensive statistics, 111th in the NCAA gave it 428 yards per game. 79th in scoring defense gave it almost 28 points per game. Rush defense, 64th, which not bad. Uh, that also comes from the fact that their linebacker, Jackson Sermon, is one of the top linebackers in the country, uh, led by his dad, the defensive coordinator, Peter Sermon. I think it's his dad. That's sick. That's really cool. I don't think it helps. Dad or uncle. It, 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 it helps in the fact that if you had to go position by position, I think you'd give the edge of linebacker to Cal. But after that, I don't know if any other arrow would, fa- would favor them. Especially I'm going to compliment Homer again, dude. Uh, SEC linebackers are different than Pac-12 linebackers, period, in conversation. I mean, it, 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 it is just different. And also looking at that, pass defense, 123rd in the country. And they were actually positive in the turnover margin. So not too shabby for them, for a team that could only awful. really – could only, Yeah, exactly. Another sort of awful. And then looking at their offense, they fired their off, offensive coordinator from last year, hired an old offensive coordinator from 2016 that coached it there. He was coaching the, North, the Texas State Bobcats. So just missed out on the opportunity to coach T.J. Finley. But looking at his his uh, track record, quarterbacks, he was the co-OC and quarterbacks coach for the 2011 and 2012 West Virginia Mountaineers. So mm. Geno, that's actually a good resume piece. He had Geno Smith, and mm-hmm. then he left West Virginia for 2013 and I think 2014 A&M, which would have given him Mr. Manziel. That's awesome. Maybe Cal puts up two touchdowns. And then he went to Cal in 2016 where he had Davis Webb. So, I mean, that's like I said, that's awesome. Cal might put up two touchdowns. I still expect Auburn to put up four. Yeah, I mean, and you look at that, I mean, we don't really know starting a quarterback right now. It's the quarterback battle uh, between Sam Jackson the fifth and Ben Finley. Sam Jackson the fifth, that was a third-string third quarterback for the TCU Horned Frogs last year. Where in his in his career he has gone six for six for I think 170 yards. Hey, that's a pretty good QBR. <laughs> and I think he got completion rating a, is awesome. I think he had a touchdown somewhere in there. No, he didn't. But he had he had 160, 130 yards on him. six for six. He also ran the ball for two touchdowns. Those are touchdowns. So dual threat guy for Sam Jackson, who from his track record it seems that Spavital is pretty good with dual threats. Ben Finley, on the other hand, different story, more of a pass guy. I'm trying to remember if his brother – there's a Ryan Finley. Is he, I wonder if he's even related to Ryan Finley. I, I think – did Ryan Finley go to NC State? I don't – uh, yeah. I'm just making that up. I, I don't – I really I, – I can't speak to that, to be honest with you. My brain is just working – A mile a minute. Yeah. I, he did play for NC State. I did know that. I did, there you go. Got to be brothers, right? At least related. Went three for three, were three touchdowns, three interceptions last year, 741 yards through the air. More of a passer than a runner. So it's really pick your poison on what offense Spavital wants to run. But look at their offense last year 89th in the country, 96th in scoring, only get only scoring 23.9 points a game, 122nd in rush offense, 31st in passing offense. And just going through their recruiting rankings, 46th overall in the class 2023, 17th in the transfer portal. Yeah, that's Brian Harson numbers. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, not Cal, Cal, Cal and Auburn were like always on the same page on the NCAA page. Sure. It was, it was 
pretty staggering. But looking at 46 overall in the high school rankings, Auburn finished 18th in the class of 2023. And Transportal rankings, 17th for the Cal Golden Bears, third for the Auburn Tigers. And I got to be honest, all arrows again, outside of Jackson Sermon, all arrows to me point to Auburn being better at every position. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't under underline and highlight and put in bold and italics more of what you're saying. Uh, I, I made it pretty clear where I stand on this one. Uh, if we're going to give score projections, I mean, I'll be happy to throw mine out first and piss off every, I hope there's some Cal fans watching this. I really do. I really do. Um, They'll be in the title. So they all right, see. great. 37, 17 Auburn. I like it. Daniel. Give me 31, 10 Auburn. I like that too. I, yeah, I, I like y'all getting the getting the Alex McPherson kicks in there. I like yeah. that a lot. I'm gonna go 34 to 13, giving Alex McPherson two field goals. So whatever the line is, I, I'm betting this game. I'm, I'm betting this game. <laughs> That's, That's the end of the conversation. Yeah. I'm betting this game. I'm, yeah. I'm betting Auburn to cover. Yeah, no spread yet, but ESPN FPI does say Cal has a 56.3 percent chance to win, and. <laughs> I want the line as soon as it opens. As soon as it opens. If I'm not mistaken, I think Cal plays a Texas team week one. Not a big Texas team, one of the small ones. North Texas, UNT. Mm, Mean Green. Yeah, so a UNT team that is now without Larry Nixon III and Jair Shorter because they are on the Auburn Tigers. So a little... Well, connection. We're going to play the rest of that squad week two. Yeah, the ones Auburn wasn't able or didn't recruit. But yeah, and speaking of recruiting, Cameron Coleman, big five-star wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, Alabama, has listed the Auburn Tigers in his top eight, which consists of the Clemson Tigers, the Kentucky Wildcats, the Florida oh. Gators, the Texas A&M Aggies, the Florida State Seminoles, the LSU Tigers. And the Georgia Bulldogs. This kind of feels like pull geographically relative uh, power fives, and I'm throwing in my top eight. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, the fact that Auburn's there, and there's another team that's not there, like a big, big school, not there, and the you're state. from Central Phoenix City. Just alone being in that conversation, regardless of how this plays out, and I think Auburn has a shot. That's big time, guys. I, I, Dylan, you already knew I was about to do this again, but. Man, I'm so damn excited to see those kids from Central Phoenix City actually have an interest at all. Yeah, I'm I'm really annoyed though reading his scouting report <laughs> because if you notice the two teams on that list are Auburn and Georgia, uh, and uh, Cooper Patagna, the natural recruiting analyst of 24/7, uh, has projected him as a first round target uh, eventually, and his pro comparison is George Pickens. So. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> but, He's talking about skill set, not brain cells. Let's hope so. Uh, but yeah, five star wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, six foot three, hundred eighty pounds, the number four wide receiver in the class of twenty twenty four, and the number one overall player in the state of Alabama, and one of the players that you can really hope and pray that Hugh Freeze can sway away from any of the rivals that Auburn has, and kind of goes along the same. Some other five, big five stars Auburn has been trying to flip, and Jalen Mbakwe, the number two player in the state of Alabama, number one corner, and or number one, I think he's an athlete, but he's a corner slash safety is what sure. he's listed as. And Perry Thompson, mm-hmm. another big wide receiver 
who's also a commit to the University of Alabama. Quick question, real quick for the for the general audience here: If Hugh Freeze and Daniel, open this one up to you first, and then Dylan chime in here. If Hugh Freeze is able to get even one of these guys, one of the, one of these high profile blue chips, and these are true blue chips, damn near hundred, uh, damn near perfect twenty four seven ratings, which is obviously impossible to have, but. If, if he's able to pull one of these in that class of 2024, is it a non-zero chance that Auburn winds up not only a top five, but a top three recruiting class in 2024? Uh, I mean, there's definitely a big chance, especially if they can get one, or, or especially if they can get two or all three of them. Um, really, it's rare to see programs get more than about – it seems like five five-stars – even for like your Alabama and Georgia, it doesn't seem like they ever really get more than that. If so, it's like six or seven. Like it's, and I don't think I've ever seen. And I'm sure Dylan's about to name off a team that had like eight or nine and make me look like an ass. It's probably gonna be Texas A&M, but continue. Yeah, yeah like I'm sure there's, All right, cool. Whatever. It, it's rare to see that, and knowing what we know now about what Texas A&M did to get those guys, it makes sense. But anyway, the short answer to your question, yes. Heard that. Dylan, thoughts? Yeah, so looking at it from that perspective, Cameron Coleman give, gives Auburn the number one overall player in the state of Alabama, which I don't. I can't remember the last time Auburn got the number one player in the state of Alabama. I, Bo Nix wasn't. Uh, Derek, was Derek Brown from – was he a Georgia boy or a Louisiana boy? He's Georgia. Georgia. Georgia boy. That's what I thought. It's been a hot minute since Auburn's gotten the number one player in the state of Alabama, if it's even happened ever. Uh, and if you go, if you get Cameron Coleman, if you were able to flip Jalen and Bakwe, I bet it's happened you, at least once. Sorry, continue. Has it happened? It, probably, yeah. Uh, who am I? Am I blanking on someone? About, I think pre two four seven, but I'd imagine Bo Jackson. Continue. You right? You right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll look into it while we're talking here. Appreciate it. Uh, just to say, hypothetical world where Auburn were able to get Perry Thompson. Jalen Bakwe and Cameron Coleman. That gives you three out of the top ten players, four out of the top ten players in the state of Alabama, and doesn't leave any room for Bama to even beat you in that category, getting top ten players. Because looking at it from top to bottom, Cameron Coleman, number one player, undecided yet, down to eight. Jordan Ross, edge rusher from Xavier Hills. I don't know a lot about him. I haven't heard a lot. Uh, I don't think Auburn's even listed on one of, on like his interests or warm. Yeah, it looks like Florida or Tennessee for Jordan Ross. And then after that, Bradley Shaw from Hoover, Alabama. Uh, Jay Gonzalez would love Bradley Shaw to come to Auburn because he loves the U of Hoover. Uh, he's looking at Notre Dame, Georgia, and Auburn, a weird a weird third out of those, <laughs> out of those three. Uh, but Auburn already has Joseph Phillips, big linebacker from Booker T. Washington and Tuskegee, Alabama, <laughs> right down the road. You know what's right down the road from Auburn, Alabama? Central Phoenix City. There you go. I, was gonna I love that school. Me too. Big fan of the Red Devils. <laughs> and then if you were to go out and flip Perry Thompson and Jalen Mbakwe, I, I think if you get those three plus Joseph Phillips in the top ten of Alabama, I think you start having the conversation. It's a little premature, premature conversation to have. They might be a better recruiter. He frees a better recruiter than Gus Malzahn because Gus Malzahn was not recruiting at that high of a velocity that early on. There, Even there early Gus. It'll be a it'll be a conversation. I'm not saying it's be factual or the truth. I'm just saying there'll be a conversation that I 
could be on the same side of. But I, that's my I, I already know where your head's at. And 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 while before we transition to the next uh, next uh, I guess talking point, I'm just gonna go throw this out here. I'm deciding this on the fly. Um, Dylan, I've decided that for Dylan and Daniel fellows, I've decided that this uh, this fall we're just gonna all meet each other in Columbus and go to a Central Phoenix City game to support the Red Devils. Um, no, no tampering on our part. We don't tamper here, but maybe go cheer on some guys that Auburn might be might be going after and and show our support and our love for the Red known Red Devil fans. Um, the College Loop Podcast. Just throwing that out there. Maybe get some maybe yes. some, some Phoenix City Columbus listeners want to come and watch the ball game with us. Maybe throw some burgers on the grill. I'd be down. Oh, good the last uh, time Auburn has landed the number one recruit in the state of Alabama was 2015, a four-star running back by the name of Rock Carryon Johnson. Okay, Johnson. <laughs> just remember all this Mr. Alabama running backs Auburn's gotten in the past. Just Rock Thomas is like the weird one that comes to my mind every time I think about it. <laughs> but I mean, the answer you always try to plug in, and it's never the right answer. Yeah, there so there was too many of them in that time span, and none right. of them really panned out. I don't was Kerry Kerry Russell spent Mr. Alabama. I guess he's the only one that really panned out. But a huge class coming up for the class twenty twenty four. A bunch of O linemen I've seen have been crystal balled. I think Jalel House, a big three star offensive lineman, has been crystal balled. Hearing some more about Jamison Riggs might be. I haven't really looked at his yet, but I think he could be soon so expect some big offensive linemen to hopefully one day become a part of that class of 2024 class but speaking of the big boys up front of the defensive side of the ball next episode we are going to be previewing the defensive line position countering the nose tackle the defensive tackle the defensive ends and the edge position slash you know the jack position i can't wait to talk about the jack position it's so exhilarating and exciting yeah, it really, yeah. Just, it really. I just wake up in the morning, and I'm like, man, I love this edge rushing and linebacker core. That's really just that's how I wake up and start in the morning. <laughs> what we do the linebackers just yet? I don't think you're going to be saying you love the linebacker core that much in the morning. But to kind of you for explaining my joke, I appreciate you, Dylan. Yeah, don't worry, I live for making sure that no one finds your joke funny. <laughs> you are a jerk. <laughs> yeah, just the. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Throw in a little bit of transfer portal news before we get to the big transfer of the day. Babatunde Akingbola has transferred to the George to, to George Washington University. Is that what um, I thought that that just meant he was transferring to um, the first president of the United States, but yeah, <laughs> he he is playing for the first president of the United States. Uh, Every player is mandated to have wooden teeth and a love for cherry trees and like sixteen years of eligibility, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, George Washington was. I wanted to be, or the people wanted George Washington to be king, and they're getting an a king bola. 
people are asking people are asking if stretch akimola is going to be crossing the delaware i mean there there are people i am one of them um that that, that are curious if, if i this, need happen. that graphic if anyone has made one can make one i could do it i don't want to of stretch akimola and his tall self on top of that boat leading the And charge. I need it to be, I need someone to figure out, and one of you meme wizards, to figure out how to make it proportional so we can see how tall he is in comparison to George Washington. Figure it out. Submit it to the College of Twitter. We will make it. I'm going to go and just go and throw Dylan's whole plan off. We'll make it a thumbnail. We'll, we'll do it. Um, I, that'd be hilarious. So, yeah, I'm just, just throwing it out be. there. That news actually pairs well with the question. Apparently, you were asked on Sunday that I didn't get to chime in on Dylan, um, and I don't think Daniel got to chime in on either. Um, so I, I think that if you could throw that up there for just a second real quick. Okay. I'll let you go ahead and pitch this to Daniel and I. Daniel, you know what? I'm feeling awesome tonight, and I love you, so I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, so you know our boy Gregorio Duran, 33-55, hitting us always with those big-time questions. Bringing it back up again, and also want to let all y'all know, leave your questions in the comment section because they will become part of the video. And you get a nice little shout-out, too. So go show Gregorio some love. So to ask y'all the same question I answered, and I'll tell you what I answered after, or before. Should I answer it before and then let y'all go at it? After. After, okay. So with recruiting continuing to be pretty good within the three major sports, that being basketball, football, and baseball, which team do y'all think has the best chance of winning a natty first? And Daniel. Um, I'm going to have to go baseball just because they've been right there. Like they were in the College World Series last year. Um, they were in the College World Series in 2019, and I know you could turn right around and say that basketball was in the Final Four in 2019, but I don't know. I just feel like baseball is the furthest along at this point. You know, you're talking about you know major facility renovations, major ballpark renovations. Um, we have a baseball-focused AD for the first time, perhaps ever. Um, so anything that Butch Thompson needs is going to be right there. So, yeah. I don't disagree with that take, Daniel. I, I certainly think that – my answer is basketball. But my, my order would be basketball, baseball, a little bit of a gap than football. That's not taking anything away from what I think Hugh Freeze and his, his staff's doing as much as I think that Bruce Pearl and, and Butch Thompson are unequivocally the best coaches on the planes right now. I actually think Butch Thompson is the best head coach of any athletics uh, program uh, right now of, of the big, big four, big three. Um, because and, yeah, because if you want to expand by beyond that, I mean, Nick Kleinert's done amazing things. With yeah, phenomenal team. job, absolutely. I, 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 out of those big three that, that we're talking about, uh, I, I think that Butch Thompson is for it's not particularly close. Um, doing the most impressive job, Bruce Pearl's fantastic job as well. I actually do still want to stick to basketball as as my definitive answer here. It feels like Auburn is on that cusp. They've they've been to that Final Four with a team that really was a Cinderella story. Um, the recruiting has been at a level unprecedented at, at Auburn University. And, and quite frankly, outside of Kentucky, almost unprecedented in the SEC. Uh, it's, it's truly remarkable to see. And, of course, it's coming at the wrong time for Auburn in terms of the whole SEC is invested in basketball now. So it's, it's a basketball conference. And I, I stand by the fact that I actually think Auburn, uh, the SEC is invested in basketball now too. But I do think that Auburn's on the precipice of, of something remarkable. And – you keep waiting for the chips to fall in line, and then there's little pieces that everything feels like it's together, and then something goes wrong. One thing domino, one domino falls leads to another, and you just can't help but think 
that eventually those stars are going to align. And and I do believe Bruce Pearl is going to win a national championship at Auburn. I, I, I firmly believe that. I think that they're first. But if it's baseball, I would not be shocked. I would be floored if it were football. And I don't mean that to disappoint anybody. I don't mean that to you know take away from any excitement around the football program or you know me saying basketball first, taking any excitement away from the basketball, uh, the baseball program rather. I just think that basketball is right there, and, and baseball feels damn near as well. Daniel, you're absolutely right. It's almost tough to pick. It, it really is. But I, I, I just I think that that window, that metaphorical window for Bruce Pearl, is a little tighter than it is for Butch Thompson. Bruce Pearl and Butch both have very, very safe jobs. I'm not saying that, but I think that that window is a little bit tighter uh, in terms of it's, it's more visible. Baseball is, is so up and down throughout the course of a regular season, but Butch is right there. And I also truth to be candid. I mean, I know this is high expectations. I expect Butch Thompson to win a national championship at Auburn. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that can make for a lot of fun years here in the near future. Auburn fans should acknowledge how good they have it. Yeah, I like how you mentioned football is last. I think I was kind of debating between football and basketball whenever I made my decision. I also went with basketball. But the thing about it, I, the basketball and baseball, they have, I don't say an advantage, but in a sense they probably do. There's not an active dynasty going on in those two sports. Uh, as the Georgia Bulldogs are the football team to go through. Is is there a team that's actively been winning constantly back-to-back? In baseball? Is uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State? LSU. LSD, are they back-to-back? Back? Are they dynasties, though? No. I would say they are perennial powerhouses within the league. That's sure. different. That's different. They're perennial powerhouses in every sport. Right. But active dynasties are no. going on still in football. Sure. Bama Correct. is still there. They're not, they haven't won three years, but they are still there. Uh, Georgia is creating one, and then you never know what Big Ten team could possibly finally get over the hump at any given time. Presumptively, Ohio State, just so we can call yeah. Spade and Spade. Yeah, is, or, or Ohio Michigan. State, I still consider an active powerhouse dynasty. Don't sleep yeah. on the Indiana Hoosiers now. Get out of here. <laughs> I will pass out right now. Um, and then you go through baseball. I think baseball is the hardest, is one of the hardest sports to win a championship in, just strictly because you have to get hot. I think you it's have the, to get right. hot. I think it's the second hardest collegiate yep. sport. Yes. Uh, and basketball, of course, being number one, because you have to go through so many teams. I think basketball is probably the closest team to reaching the uh, <laughs> reaching still being alive in April. Yes, and I'm forgetting the song. I hate that I'm forgetting the March Madness song. What's it called again? One shining moment. One shining. One shining. Moment. There it is. Good lord, I hate that I forgot about that. I, think I just Auburn... want you to know this is me letting some Auburn fandom show more than more than usual. If I get a, a one shining moment video with Auburn at the end and Bruce Pearl hoisting the trophy, I can die happy. I'm 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 I am legitimately not kidding. I hope my future kids never see this. I promise it won't be <laughs> surpassed when you're born. and won't surpass my wedding day. But it's going to be pretty damn high on that list for me. I, I think there's a good chance if Auburn basketball is playing in the national championship, we are going to be there. No a thousand percent chance that we are and going to I gotta be, be honest with you, that one shot in the moment video with Auburn at the end, uh, if it happens before any of these happen, it'll be play, it'll play at my wedding, it'll <laughs> play at my funeral, I'll play it when my firstborn is is born. I, it'll be <laughs> it'll be the bring, pinnacle. Bring him or her into the world the right way. <laughs> exactly. It just here, this this is peak. Just, this is your future. <laughs> this is what you get to live to at any given time. But yeah, I think Two, so two basketball, one baseball. Yeah, and I think football is going to be the hardest just because you have more stand standing teams to go through. Sure. For what we know. But, yeah, and 
to kind of go along with the transfer portal, just to wrap up the show a little bit. Tar, can you get your uh, hog hat for me for a second? We're going to be – this is an Auburn podcast, but we are going to rep the Razorbacks for one second. I love how I did not get this memo. Uh, it kind of happened on on the on a whim. Don't worry. I stood up and grabbed it. Uh, starting with softball and ending with softball, Bree Ellis has announced her commitment to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo pig. Woo pig. pig. Subri. <laughs> there it is. Woo pig Subri. Uh, the the first uh, the first guest we had on the show. Not the first guest. The first I want to say first celebrity. First first athlete. First athlete. Uh, was she uh, pre Brooks actually? Pre Brooks. Pre bruise days with Brooke. <laughs> trying to balance uh, the the hog hat. Here we go. Wishing her the best of luck in the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's it's gonna hurt her hurt seeing her play uh, against Auburn, but man, are we excited to see how how well she's gonna fit in with that club? I mean, what a <laughs> program! What a player! Oklahoma, watch the hell out. Seriously. You're forgetting one th- one other thing that fits very well with Arkansas. That fan base is going to love Emily. Oh my gosh, Have fun. y'all <laughs> y'all cherish Emily and the rest of the Ellis family. Oh yeah, they... oh, you only get two years of them, three, maybe three. I don't know. Depends on Bree's eligibility. Probably two years of them and soak up every minute because, good lord, is it a wild and incredible ride. <laughs> um, all that to be said, let's let's check on the intern real quick before we get out of here, Dylan. Um, Colin, give us a thumbs up or thumbs down if you've got a bag man. Oh, he does. All right. He's got a bag so, man. It's time for In His Bag. In His Bag. In His Bag with Byersdorf. Bring him on in. Come on up here, intern. What's up, y'all? What's up, man? What you got for us today? Who's in their bag? So it's been a, it's been a little slow here on Auburn with uh, all of our sports coming to an end. So today I had to reach reach deep into the bag. But uh, Elijah McAllister, I don't know if y'all have seen the video. He's got some pretty good Photoshop skills. Um, putting together a 75 days till game day graphic for uh, the Auburn football facility. Oh, Throwing it up. Got some good acting chops too. So, yo, Elijah McAllister is multi-talented. He's he's a, he's a weapon. Yes, for athletic and academic weapon. Elijah McAllister field. That's awesome. Yeah. Is he looking That's for cool a t- podcast? Is he looking for a podcast to be an intern for? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he could probably he could probably do it here. Yeah, Colin, Colin <laughs> said, "I better watch out. We just got a guy. Auburn just got a guy from Vanderbilt who's going to come take my internship." <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't be like promoting him, but um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. he's got oh, some good skills. Is that the, oh, the graphic at the end of the video? Oh, that's <laughs> that's hilarious. Is there a way I can get this graphic without it being on the video? Or probably not. Um, and, 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 and Colin, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought this up. This is the perfect way to put a bow on this show. Tell everyone where they can find you. Love you, support you, Mr. Byers door before we kick you back to the curb. I'm kidding. You're here for the rest of the show. Yeah. You can find me at my Twitter. It's, uh, at Byersdorf Colin, B-E-Y-E-R-S-D-O-R-F. Colin. Daniel, go ahead, my man. You can get at me on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke. Follow any of my written work for the Auburn Wire. I am Harrison Tar at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. If you want to check out any of our other podcasting work, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. That is at the College Loop. There is no hiding, no secrets, no hoops to jump through. Make sure if you're following along and you're watching and enjoying the show, you like, subscribe, ring the bell. That way you can get updates on all of our new episodes, everything new coming out. We've got some super, super exciting news coming. 
in the next couple episodes. I don't know if it's going to be on the Thursday show or if it's going to be on the Sunday show. Dylan's not releasing it without me, so it'll be with on, on one of the shows that I'm on. I'm very, very excited about that. But like I said, like, subscribe, ring the bell, drop your comments, drop your hot takes. We're in the off season now. If you guys want to, we're not begging you to make content for us. That's what we're here for. But if you guys want to talk about something or you want to hear our thoughts on something, one, you're, oh my God, my hog, hog hat's falling. That's terrifying. Um, but one, your, your opinions are so, so, so important to us. And we want feedback about what you guys want to see. And also we want to answer your questions, make this a discourse. We would love to get to a point where we could spend extensive amounts of time on y'all's questions because you guys bring the heat. And, and we really couldn't do this show without you. So we really support, all, really appreciate all of our supporters and everyone who's been following along from day one or from the folks that this is your first College Loop episode. If it is your first, remember, like, subscribe, ring that bell. Dylan, this is all you, my man. <laughs> this is your first episode. We don't always throw on Arkansas gear. Uh, <laughs> outside of the softball team now, uh, we could we could really care less about the Arkansas Razorbacks. Actually, I've got, I've got some feelings about their basketball I, program. But... <laughs> I, I have some. I, I'm not – necessarily positive feelings about him i, I, I kind of like, like the football team i can't can't lie uh they're my guilty pleasure sec team uh but yeah i'm dylan lark at you boy the tank on twitter if you're watching it's right there and if you want to scroll down go to the description and on your way down like comment and subscribe leave your questions because we love answering your questions on the show gregorio is taking all the spotlight he is he is right now our favorite he's got to be because he just gives us the best questions and helps fill a lot of time out for us. But yeah, if you like the show, make sure to go follow us on social media. You got us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, here YouTube as well. And sadly, no MySpace. We're getting a MySpace soon. Don't worry. Thousand subs, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get it. We're almost at 300, by the way. So Daniel's about to have to be a renegade. <laughs> and of course if you want to listen to the show you have us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and amazon music and all being said it's been the college loop podcast